the more that you don't trust yourself around food, the more you're going to rely on numbers and dieting and clean eating to get you through life. You've been so stuck in this disordered relationship with food that you don't even know what normal eating feels like anymore. Goodbye diets and hello sustainable health. I'm Elise, dietitian and nutritionist based in the Silicon Valley. I believe that we all deserve an effortless relationship with food without obsession. After more than a decade of dieting, binging, and everything in between, I want to help you heal and rediscover a healthy relationship with food. If you're a millennial looking for some food therapy, I'm here for you. Come with a glass of wine, we'll debunk wellness culture, hormone health, intuitive eating, and more. It's not about the food, ladies. Let's get to what you're really hungry for. In today's episode, I want to talk about what food freedom tastes like and two specific techniques to get you that much closer. So what happens when you come out of a diet and what does that first time feel like when you are no longer trapped in food obsession? Food freedom, when you are no longer bogged down by guilt or obsession, is absolutely the most delicious thing. So To really bring this full circle, I want to take you back to the one moment, that first moment that I felt like I had tasted food freedom after seven years of battling obsession and dieting and binging and everything in between. So at the end of 2014, my journal entry was titled New Revelation. And here goes. I can now fully focus without the nagging bothers of food thoughts. Only when I'm hungry will it occur to me that my brain needs more juice to power on. What a lovely thing. Something that had went out the door since high school has finally come back to me. Whereas before I felt complete detachment from feeling, now I feel intuitive and in touch. I come out of the zone when my physical self acknowledges the need, nothing more, nothing less. Oh, the beauty of the little things. So here I'm really just talking about how I know when I feel hungry and and when I'm full, I no longer think about the food. And it was so completely new to me that the rhetoric in this journal entry, it's so lofty. It's so ethereal. It's as if I had never experienced this before. And you might know the feeling too, where you've been so stuck in this disordered relationship with food that you don't even know what normal eating feels like anymore. You completely have forgotten what normal eating is like. And this was a moment where I felt like a normal eater again after seven years of torment. So I felt this sense of wonder and delight. And not to be dramatic, it felt like I had been reborn and the sun was shining brighter. And how did I get to that point? How did I reach nirvana and how did I get reborn into this normal eating body? (laughs) So one thing that helped me tremendously was exposure. So if I told you, for example, that you literally have to eat one food, so insert your favorite food that's mildly triggering. So maybe it's bread or ice cream or something like that. If you have to eat it every single day without fail for one year, you absolutely cannot skip a day. 
how do you think you would feel after one year? That's essentially what I did unknowingly for a few years. I would try one type of food. I would eat it in a safe environment. So for me, that was in the sunlight. So during daylight hours, ideally sitting outside on a bench, maybe a cafe, people watching. I definitely did not choose after dark because that would have been a disaster. But I did it in the daytime. I repeated that food for at least a few weeks every single day. And I just slowly developed trust for that one food. You can't introduce too many. That's a little bit daunting. But just that one food, a little piece of it. And over time, you just naturally start getting sick of it. You know, even if you had pizza for a week, I think by the next Monday, you would be a little bit over it. So voila. So in the past, that one food might have been something you had said no to and denied yourself, and it became this forbidden fruit. But now you're having it so often and with such repeated exposure that it's no more a novelty. It's just this ordinary food that you've had so many times in a row already. So give that a whirl. Really, you can iterate that for every single food that you don't feel comfortable with. Maybe you start off with a mildly triggering food and then you go and work up to something that's more moderately triggering. And then finally, when you feel as if you can develop trust for mildly and moderately triggering foods, then you go up to those big boys, those ones that you have never had self-control with and you just don't know what'll happen. So work slowly and during this time, I would encourage you to have the support of family, friends, therapists, dietitians to walk you through this process. The second thing, number two, I stopped caring so much about my body. I know it's easier said than done, but I just stopped caring about the clothes I had that I couldn't fit into. I put those in the back. I Marie Kondoed my closet so I didn't have to see the jeans I didn't fit into because why it finally hit me. Why did I want to fit into jeans that I had when I was in high school when I met in a completely different phase of my life? So I didn't love my body. You don't have to love your body or even accept it at this very moment. All you have to do is respect it enough to know that you can't fit into your high school jeans or the jeans you had in your 20s. Respect it enough to know that it's changing and it's okay and you deserve comfortable clothes. So number one, just let go of those body expectations for a brief moment Respect your body and give it comfortable clothes. I like to use the analogy of a butterfly. In every stage of our lives as women, our body is ever-changing. In our teens, it's tumultuous at best and mostly rocky. Our bodies are changing so quickly before our eyes that it's hard to even keep up mentally. So our teens are just just a mess <laughs> for some of us. And then in our 20s, it's a time to get a little bit more cozy in our bodies while wrestling with the stress of our 20s and school and career development. And every decade just marks something a little bit different. So in that way, I like to think of our bodies as a metamorphosis, a reflection of the significant changes in our lives. And just like how a butterfly goes from cocoon to full-fledged and in flight, you can't really reverse metamorphosis. A butterfly is not going to go back into its cocoon 
and feel safe and cozy and small. It's going to continue to be a butterfly and fly high. So you can really only embrace and do what you can in the moment as you're changing, but you can't really go back significantly to your teens anymore or your 20s. A part of you has to embrace the moment and where you're at. So in summary, what I did to get closer to food freedom and what you can do as well is to pair gentle exposure to all foods that you once denied yourself and slowly start to develop that trust on a daily basis because all you're doing is you want to trust yourself around food. If you can build and strengthen that trust, that's it. That's the answer. The more that you don't trust yourself around food, the more you're going to rely on numbers and dieting and clean eating to get you through life. And that is so tiring. I promise you that's not worth it. It's not worth it to stay stuck in that. So the second part, of course, in summary is to cultivate more respect for your body and give less Fs about the state of your body currently. And this process usually takes a good amount of time. So when you pair gentle exposure with cultivating body respect, if you're at it alone, me, at least it took seven years. If you have the support of therapists and dietitians, it might take six months. In my experience with my own clients, this work usually takes at least six months. But again, compare that to the seven years I tinkered on this on my own. I don't regret the time I spent figuring it out on my own, but who knows if I had the right support, I could have saved the world at this point, you know? (laughs) So if you resonated with this episode and want to know what food freedom tastes like for yourself and you think that we might be a good fit. So right now I'm taking on three additional clients, the sessions that you can expect with me, they're almost like food therapy. So every other week we talk and we chat about your wins and challenges and I hold space for the emotions and the thoughts and the challenges that come up so that we can talk through all of these sort of tumultuous feelings that bubble up as you go through this journey. If you want to learn more about me and my work, feel free to go onto my website, Elise, Z as in zebra, lou.com and feel free to get in touch. So as always, please subscribe, review, and rate this podcast on iTunes. And you are welcome to connect with me on Instagram. Until next time, I'll see you all on Tuesday.